The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about product-led SEO. Joining us is Eli Schwartz, who is a growth advisor helping B2B and B2C companies scale their SEO visibility. Eli has helped companies including Shutterstock, Zendesk, Quora, G2 Crowd tackle their SEO challenges and accelerate their organic growth. Previously, Eli spent six years managing SurveyMonkey's global SEO team strategy and implementation across their entire brand portfolio. Yesterday, Eli and I talked about product-led SEO, and today we're going to talk about the difference between marketing-led SEO and Eli's strategy for product-led SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Eli Schwartz, growth advisor, SEO consultant, and author of the upcoming book, Product-Led SEO. Eli, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about what product-led SEO is. And it is a forward-looking strategy that is not specifically focused on a short snapshot in time. You're not looking at today's keyword rankings and saying, how do I rank for these terms that are very competitive? You're thinking about what your brand does, creating content and assets to try to understand what you're going to have the best likelihood of ranking for in the future. Now, understanding product-led SEO is one thing. I want to talk a little bit about the difference between a marketing-led SEO team and a product-led SEO team. I think most teams have the SEO function sitting under marketing as opposed to sitting under product. In your experience, 
What are some of the benefits of having the marketing team have control over SEO as opposed to having the product team being responsible for it? Yeah, so I kind of want to split this into two answers. But first, I want to say that the differences for the individual who is whether a product-led SEO or a marketing-led SEO, the job is exactly the same. It's sort of the same of whether you're a software engineer or you're a computer programmer. You're kind of doing the exact same thing. It's just a matter of what they're calling you. Now, from a personal, personal standpoint, I would say if you can get onto a product team and be an SEO product manager rather than a SEO content manager, I have found that your salary will increase by about 30%. So just that's a little thing out there encouraging you to try to shift your company over to a product. God, those computer scientists make so much more money than the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. Or those product managers make so much more money than the marketing managers, even if they're doing the exact same thing. Now, what's important to understand from a product approach versus a marketing approach, it's when you build a product, you involve a lot more research and there's a lot more thought around that. So like we talked yesterday, when you're building a product, you don't just throw things at the wall and just hope it sticks. You're building something you already know that users want. And therefore, you build out a plan, you involve lots of other teams, and usually there'll be a product manager who will be quarterbacking this, and you involve a content team, you involve an engineering team, you involve a back-end team, a front-end team, QA, all those different pieces, and you're really moving the ball forward and you have dates and it's very structured. I have found that when SEO is on a marketing team, it becomes about singular efforts. So for SEO today, I'm going to write a blog post. For SEO tomorrow, I'm going to send out 30 link reclamation emails. For SEO the next day, I'm going to build out a keyword list, which I'm now going to pass over the wall to a content person who's going to write content target at my keyword list. I'm not thinking of the holistic approach of how do I better the entire effort and better the company. Another point around product approach is when you build a product, you have key metrics. So I know what sort of revenue I want to target. I know how much I need to invest in it, which means how much budget I'm going to get on the front end. When you have a marketing approach, it's just, well, you're just doing SEO. You're on the team and maybe you have budget for a tool. And your goal is, let's say, traffic, which is a very singular goal that is just for SEO. When you have a product approach, you'll be more company-centric. So I just find that when it's on product, from a company standpoint, the company ends up being more successful, invests in the right places. It's actually aligned in the right place. So you're investing in SEO that are driving towards business metrics that everyone else in the business is driving forward and not towards traffic or rankings that only the SEO team worries about. I want to dig in here before you get to the second part, because I think the KPI conversation is an important one. And with product-led teams, and I will preface this with, I am not a product person by nature. I am a marketer by nature, but the KPIs are you know, code releases and the functionality of the site and not necessarily the business performance of those efforts, as opposed to the marketing team is not only looking at rankings, traffic, but revenue. Now, maybe the SEO team is solely focused on rankings. But I think most marketers in organizations are starting to think about, not only did I get people to the website, is this converting? When you think about the KPIs for marketing teams versus product teams, how does that impact the SEO? So it hasn't been my experience, actually. Most marketing teams I've been on have these metrics that are not necessarily tied to the business. And their metrics are shared. So it'll be like a traffic goal or like a conversion goal, but then they don't really allocate it between each channel. So everyone goes after the same pie. 
Now, my experience has been when it's a product approach, and you know, I've been in a number of companies and consulted for a number of companies, the product only has a certain amount of revenue. It doesn't really matter who earned that revenue. Either the product is profitable. And product here, I'm using very loosely. The product could just be a website or it could be an actual tangible thing that you sell individually, like its own SKU. Widget. Widget. Yeah. Whatever it is. But like when you think about that, either it's successful or it's not successful and it's not shared across like I've been on marketing teams where the goals are constantly changing by how the head marketer, whether it's CMO or VP or just anybody, it wants to be measured. The rotating seat at the top. The rotating seat at the top or the CEO wanting to make the marketing leader look better. When it comes to product, I find that it's so much more black and white. Either the thing works or it doesn't work. We're not just going to change what metric we're using because it doesn't suit somebody. So maybe your experience has been different on marketing teams having better KPIs. But my experience, especially on consulting, is I come into an organization and they tell me that the SEO is not working because they're not achieving their rankings. And then I have to ask the marketing leader, usually that's the person who hires me, why they're measuring rankings when the business doesn't profit from rankings or why they're going after keywords that they're never going to achieve their rankings on. And even if they did, it's not related to what they sell. I think the idea is that rankings are a leading indicator. And if I rank, I will get traffic. And if I get traffic, I will generate conversions. If I get conversions, I will generate revenue. And so, you know, maybe that's just the tip of the iceberg that people are looking at. They're not thinking about the giant chunk of ice below the water. I want to jump in on that for one second. I was working with a company and their number one term they were ranking for was a calculator term. I don't want to give away what the calculator was. They were driving thousands of visits. You went to the website. They were number one for the term. You went to the website, performed your calculation and left because there was no way from this calculation you're ever going to convert into anything. No leads, no email signups, not even a Facebook like because all they were doing is going after this ranking was not a leading indicator. So one of the things that I try to help companies do with their SEO is actually find the keywords that will be leading indicators, that they will be finding someone that at least fits within a buyer's journey. When you're only focused on rankings and traffic, it's you're going after what has the most traffic, so now you look the best. And if you never carry that forward to does that actually drive any revenue, you'll go after the wrong thing. And that's just you know human nature. We want to get raises and promotions. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
I hear you. I hear you. So tell me, you, you had a second thought when I asked you about differences between product-led and marketing-led SEO teams. Yeah. So the other difference is, again, for the individual, I mentioned earlier that the individuals will make more money, which is always good. We always like to make more money. We like SEOs making cash. Yeah. You know, again, like uh, just to underscore this, and maybe you put this in the show notes, when you look at SEO salaries and Moz puts them out, like you and I know that people doing SEO don't actually make those salaries. And the reason that people make higher salaries and appears in all those calculators is because SEO is not in their title. They're doing something else. Mm-hmm. So you don't believe that statistic about making more money. And if you're one of those people who wonder why you're making above the curve... Because you're probably calling yourself an organic growth marketer or something like that. Something like that. Or if you're really in the right place, you're a product manager. Mm-hmm. Even if you're on a marketing team, you're an SEO product manager. I think Amazon only has SEO product managers. And we know they're not paying an average salary of $60,000 plus a little bit of health benefits like Pearson does those out salary tables. Anyways, so from a personal standpoint, if you're on a product SEO team, doesn't matter whether you report to a CMO or a product person. And I was lucky in that I had this discovery when I reported to chief product officer rather than a chief marketing officer. But when you're on a product team, you actually discover you are part of a bigger organization when you have a product roadmap. You're actually planning out where you're going to do. And it's not like, well, it's the beginning of a month. What am I going to do this month? Hopefully, I come up with enough things and so my boss doesn't think I'm bored. Or hopefully I come up with enough things, especially in a time like now where you're at home and your boss can't even see how hard you're working, that it makes it look like I'm working hard enough. When you're on a product team, it's all planned out. You have a really long roadmap of this is what I'm going to do for the next six months. And when that ships is what I'm going to do the six months after that. A lot more job security. And I find you have a lot more ability to learn things outside of your skill set because you're engaging directly with engineers and you're learning engineering speak. You may be learning a little programming. You're directing content people, you're directing design people because it's a part of a product you're building. When you're on a marketing team, it's a lot more siloed. I find that when you want to talk to engineers, you're talking to the engineer through the product manager, who's now someone else. So if you can be that product manager, much more exposure for you. Let me play devil's advocate here. Yeah, you get to work with the engineering team. You get to work with the rest of the product team. You can build some cool shit. On the flip side, on the marketing team, you have more control over the content development. You're either managing the content production or you have some resources there in most cases. You also are closer to things like your PR team. You have some content syndication levers like your performance marketing team. So there is a sort of dynamic shift that I think about when you're talking about whether SEO should be in product or whether it should be in marketing. Either way, there's some really fundamental cross-functional relationships that you have to manage. Why? It seems like the answer for you is I'd rather be on the product org. A, I make more money and I probably have more job security. But you know, in terms of managing the cross-functional relationships or would you rather sit closer to the engineers or the content and PR and performance marketing teams, why do you prefer one versus the other? So I've actually pulled the content people with me over to the product side. Oh, you're cheating. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. The people who I was not able to take along with me was PR. But I've had a very interesting relationship with PR. In small companies, PR is a joy. It doesn't matter what your title is. In larger companies, PR is an absolute nightmare. It doesn't matter whether you're on the same team or not. They are playing a different sport. Performance marketing, I have a lot to say about. And performance marketing will always end up on the marketing team because they're spending a lot of money. Now, 
I've been in, especially SurveyMonkey, where I worked, we spent a lot of money on paid marketing, not so much money in SEO. And one of the ways I was able to build out my SEO team was by pointing out how many conversions the SEO team generated versus how many conversions the paid marketing team generated. And the SEO team generated more. And that paid team was at a much higher budget. The other thing we did was we, instead of being adversaries like there are in many other companies, we were on the same team. Meaning, I was going after building content and going after queries and users that were much higher in the funnel that were never worth doing any paid marketing for. I didn't care though that at the end of the day, the paid marketing team was converting those users because again, we were on the same team. So by working together, by me finding users higher in the funnel and then converting usually through retargeting users at the bottom of the funnel, we had a bigger pie for everyone to share. Yeah, there's always going to be an overlap between the content team, the SEO team, levers that do content syndication, and I would throw PR and performance marketing in there, and then your engineering and your the rest of your product teams. SEO is unique in that it is positioned kind of in the middle of all of these different functions with business. So whether you're a marketing-led SEO team, whether you're a product-led SEO team, you really have to understand and manage those cross-functional relationships, no matter who you're sitting next to. Oh, yeah. One more thing to add to that. I'd say from my consulting, I've had a chance to see different organizations and how they work. The ones that are the most successful are actually people that straddle the middle and they have a total of growth. So growth allows you to pull marketing levers and product levers, but just to, you know, you have to be somewhere. Usually the growth people do report to products. Yeah, I like the organic growth title for SEOs because that allows you to not only do the sort of traditional SEO work, it allows you to work with the product and technical teams, but it also works in the sense of you can create content with influencers and other resources that just overall help you get traffic that is coming to your website from sources that are not paid. Organic growth, that's what I would title myself if I were only an SEO. Eli, it's great to talk to you. Tell us about the book. I know it's not out yet. What's the time frame? Where and when can people look for it? So the book will be out in early January. The book was actually supposed to be done at the beginning of 2020. And I was about to wrap that up. And I realized that 2020 was not the year I wanted to do anything of note in my career. Welcome to the planet Earth. I don't think anybody's enjoying their 2020 as much as they thought they would. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the book is essentially every time I consulted in a different organization and realized that the problems were similar across many organizations. So I have a chapter in my book talking about how to measure an SEO team. Too often, almost all the time, SEO teams are measured by rankings. I think rankings are a vanity KPI. So give a different approach to how they should be measured, which is essentially dollars. Everyone else is measured by dollars. And the SEO team should be measured by dollars. So really, my book is it talks about the product-led SEO approach, but it's also my experiences both full-time at SurveyMonkey and other organizations I work for, and also from the consulting and, and the things I've been able to see that help SEO teams be more effective, both for the company and for their own careers and just being successful at their jobs. Eli, you're a wealth of knowledge. I can't wait to read the book. Congratulations on hopefully uh, finish the penning and waiting for the production. And thanks for being our guest. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Eli Schwartz, growth advisor, SEO consultant, and author of the upcoming book, Product-Led SEO. We'd love to continue the conversation with you so you could find a link to Eli's LinkedIn profile in our show notes. 
You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is the number 5LE, 5LE. Or you can visit his website, which is elishwartz.co, E-L-I-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z dot C-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.